cheer the heart like Jesus by his presence all divine true and tender pure and precious oh how blessed to call him mine oh that thrills my soul is Jesus he than life to me and the fairest of ten thousand in my blessed Lord I see love of Christ so freely given grace of God beyond degree mercy higher soul is Jesus. He is more than life to me. And the fairest of ten thousand in my blessed Lord I see. By the crystal flowing river and I will sing and forever and forever praise and glorify the King oh that thrills my soul is Jesus he is more than life to me of ten thousand in my blessed Lord I see well at this time brother Josh is going to come he's going to preach for us tonight I've asked him to do that and once again I'm confident and sure that whatever the Lord's put on his heart it's exactly what we need tonight so let's open our hearts and our ears and let the Lord Jesus Christ speak to us tonight Amen. Glad to be here this evening. Looking forward to the service. Do you believe? I was thinking about it as I was listening to that song just a moment ago. Do you believe that the Lord is with us this evening? Yes. Believe that he's here? It's a wonderful feeling, isn't it? To know that Jesus is here with us. I love that. To know that he's with me everywhere I go. He's there protecting me. We live in a rough day. Uh, uncertain times. But God is there for us. Never leave us nor forsake us. Go to Joshua. Joshua chapter 24. Joshua 24, the final chapter there. That book of the Bible. That amazing book of the Bible, Joshua. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful name, that book, Joshua. Joshua chapter 24, I'm going to start in verse number 29, read a couple of verses. We're going to bounce all over that final chapter this evening, get to a number of those verses, but we'll start in verse number 29, chapter number 24. The Bible says, and it came to pass 
after these things that Joshua the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died being 110 years old. And they buried him in the border of his inheritance in Timnath Syria, which is on Mount Ephraim, on the north side of the hill Gaish. And Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders that overlived Joshua and which had known all the works of the Lord that he had done for Israel. I zero in by way of introduction here on that phrase, which had known all the works of the Lord. Can you point to, can you put your finger on some of the works of the Lord in your own life? Have you seen God work? Have you seen God move? Has he showed himself real to you? I know just specifically when I think about Community Baptist Temple, I have story after story after story of God's mighty works. I am so thankful that I have had the privilege and honor to be a part of this ministry for as long as I have. God is so good to us. And I I don't want to get too deep into the subject or the topic this evening in the introduction here, but we are in desperate need today in the world in which we live to experience, to see God for who and what he is and what he has to offer. Throughout the book of Joshua, we see victory after victory, spiritual success. It's a wonderful thing. And I hope and pray, if you are saved tonight, you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that you too are experiencing spiritual success. Isn't it wonderful when you open this book up, the Bible, and you just find something precious, something that you know was meant just for you in that moment. You open the Bible up and you're reading and you go, that that was exactly what I needed. What a coincidence, right? No. God is in control. And these are the very words of God. He knows exactly what we need when we need it. Too many times we miss out on those blessings when we neglect God's holy word. We fail to commune and to meet with him on a regular basis Those are wonderful experiences, wonderful times. God is so good. And if we were to ask Joshua, he'd have a few stories to tell. A few stories to tell, interesting stories. I can think back, going way back into the ministry of Community Baptist Temple, there was a couple, an elderly couple, that used to come faithfully to Community Baptist Temple way back in the day. Their names were the Wilsons. Obviously, I wasn't sure if many would know the Wilsons or remember the Wilsons. Mr. Wilson, I mean, literally, he's fighting there on the sands of Iwo Jima. World War II vet. And I, as a little boy, I loved going to the Wilsons' house. Unusual, because what are we going to do? As a family, mom and dad are going to talk to the Wilsons, and we, the little kids, we're just going to sit there on the floor, maybe on the couch, I don't know. We're just going to sit there, and really, we're just going to listen. 
and we're going to listen for hours and hours. Not exaggerating, we're going to listen. Because Mr. Wilson had some stories to tell. But his stories were pretty interesting. If you had the privilege and the honor to be able to sit down with Mr. Wilson, man, as a little boy, I was locked in. I wanted to hear what he had to say. Some of those stories were incredible. Can you imagine sitting down? Talk about, as my grandpa would say, sea stories, those war stories. Can you imagine sitting down with old Joshua? Here we are at the end of his life and having the opportunity just to talk with him or allow him to talk to you and tell a few stories. Let me ask you, do you, I'm talking about you and God, your relationship with God, your experiences with God, in and through God, do you have any stories to tell? Can you put your finger on something that God has done in your life? I can't tell you how encouraged I was. Brother Kavanaugh mentioned a moment ago about Sunday school, the adult Sunday schools. If you're not there, if you're not involved in your Sunday school class, get involved. Because on Sunday, I was so encouraged. We spent time in the teen class in the back and went through some prayer requests. But we kind of changed it up a little bit this week and we spent some time talking about answered prayers. And can I say, I was a bit, I'm sorry teens, and I'm, this is my fault. I was, I was a bit hesitant to ask for answered prayers. Because I didn't want to put us in a, in a spot to fail. You know, how many people have, how many answered prayers do you hear about? How many times do you talk to someone about answered prayers? And I'm not saying that's a good thing and I'm not making light of it. It's, it's unfortunate. But I was so encouraged. The hands went up. Legitimate answers to prayer. How God's been working in their lives. How God's been working in the youth group. Specific answers to prayer. That's something that I want to be able to talk about. That's something that I, I, I can hang my hat on. Something that I can have confidence in. When I legitimately experience God for who and what he is, he says, you have not because you ask not. And then I ask. I meet with him in prayer and there he is. Wow, that's powerful. That's amazing. We see... Let, Let's go, we just read 29, verse 29 through 31. Let's jump over a couple of pages. It's one page for me, over to Judges chapter 2. We're very familiar with this thought. We're familiar with what's going on here. Like I said a moment ago, Joshua is coming to a close, to the end of his life. And I'm going to read in verse number 8, down through verse number 10. And we'll, we'll especially recognize verse number 10. Judges chapter 2, verse number 8. <clears throat> and Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died, being 110 years old. They buried him in the border of his inheritance, in timnath Harris, in the Mount of Ephraim, in the north side of the hill Gaish. And also, get this, and also all that generation were gathered unto their fathers. And there arose, there arose another generation after them. And there arose another generation after them which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. Remember that verse number 31 of Joshua chapter 24. Let me read it again. And Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders that overlived Joshua. 
in which had known all the works of the Lord that he had done for Israel. A generation goes by, and what happens? There quickly comes another generation that forgets all about God. They didn't experience God. They don't know God. They didn't see God at work. As it said there in verse number 10 of Judges chapter 2, there arose another generation after them which knew not the Lord. Knew not the Lord. Nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. So sad. So unfortunate. And as I look at these verses... I can't help but visualize America. I can't help but visualize even family and friends, people I know, and the direction that Christianity is going today. It's so unfortunate. But if we continue on this path, there will come a generation that does not know the God that we serve. And that's not a good thing. Sounds bad. Unfortunate, disappointing, discouraging even. But I believe through scripture, we can avoid this. We do not have to, in and through Jesus Christ, we don't have to fail. There is a bridge from one generation to the next. And many times that bridge collapses, it breaks, it's non-existent. And then we see what we have here, a generation that knows not the God that we serve. That doesn't have to be the case. Man, when I was, when I was young, I was telling Sarah just the other day, I, I said, I have, you, you know what? Sir, I have improved so very much. I used to be a terrible person, and now I'm amazing. In regards to sports, I used to be a terrible sport. If I was, and she's, she was getting on me, and I may talk about this a little later, I learned last week how to ski for the first time ever. And so I like to be the best at what I do. I'm watching little three-year-olds fly down a mountain, and I'm all the way down. Forgive me for getting a little frustrated. Ugh. Man, get a little angry. But I hated losing as a child. And can I tell you today, <laughs> I hate losing. But I hope I never get to the place spiritually where <laughs> it just, it is what it is. It's the world in which we live. What are you going to do? I must not get there. We must not get there. What are we going to do about it? Are we okay with failure? Are we fine with falling short? No. No, we, we can with God see success. Let's learn about it tonight. Father, we come to you. Lord, we need you. 
And I pray that you would give us wisdom. Lord, give us understanding Lord, into, into your words. This book, the Bible, we're so grateful for it, so thankful. Lord, that we can stand on this book. We can have confidence in you, our Savior and Lord. I pray that you would uplift our spirits tonight. Give me the words to say, Lord, hide me behind the cross. Do not let me get in the way this evening. We need you, God. America needs you. Community Baptist Temple needs you. The homes, the families represented here, we all need you. And I pray that you would help us tonight. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So I want to talk this evening about a broken bridge. But we're going to fix that bridge. I want to read something to you really quick. I'm going to read just a little story here. Um, I've, I've been through, I've been this, this route, this way, and there was a bridge that collapsed a number of years ago. I want to read about it for just a moment. December 2017 marked the 50th anniversary the collapse of the collapse of this bridge, built in 1928, which carried as many as 4,000 vehicles over the Ohio River between Ohio and West Virginia each day. The engineering news record in 1929 called it the first of its type in the United States because of its use of I-bars, I 55-foot-long sections of steel, instead of steel wire cables. While the original design of the two-lane bridge called for conventional wire cables, the I-bar chain design was chosen instead because it was cheaper. According to the West Virginia Department of Transportation, the engineering news record at the time ominously noted that based on the bridge's design, any adjustments in the chains, hangers, or trusses after erection would not be possible. On December 5th, 1967, eyewitnesses heard a loud noise that sounded like a gunshot. In less than 20 seconds, the bridge folded like a deck of cards. According to the West Virginia Department of Transportation, 64 people and 32 vehicles fell into the river and 46 people died. I could continue reading on, but I'm going to stop there. That's a bad day. Not good casualties as a result. I look to and I point to that, that one note in there, just cutting costs a little bit. Just gonna cut costs and we're gonna do it this way and maybe there was some ways around it and I've been that direction and I've seen bridges like this and I, I think they've worked out some of the kinks but you know what, you're tra traveling from Ohio to West Virginia which I've done on the way when we go to vacation, family vacation. I can rem remember doing that a number of times and I, can, I remember looking down and and I see the river there, and man, what an experience that would be if halfway through you hear that pop, boom! Wow, that's terrible. It's horrible. But can I tell you, that's kind of what's taking place right here. There is a bridge, and it's gone. And we're losing a generation. Israel lost an entire generation, an entire generation that knew not God. And that, as I said a moment ago, is exactly what is happening here in America. We are losing another generation. So do we just sit by and, and, and hope for the best? I hope it works out. Or do we do something about it? Look at this verse, this 
popular, so very familiar verse. Verse number 17, Joshua chapter 24, verse number seven, uh, 15, rather. Verse number 15. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. We will serve the Lord. I was sitting in my living room. I was doing some devotions. I was reading my Bible. And I was in this general location. And my wife had just kind of redecorated the living room so things were out of place a little bit. I wasn't as familiar. And I looked up, and there was a sign. And that sign said, as for me in my house... We will serve the Lord. And I just sat there for just a moment and I stared. I just looked at that sign and I thought about it. I thought about that sign on the wall. And then I thought about a little girl who's running around, Macy. As for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. You know what I want for my little daughter, Macy? I want her to experience God like I experience God. I want her to love God like I love God. I want her to enjoy church like I enjoy church. But there are too many folks today who have not made that decision. They have not made that choice. I am, go I am going to serve the Lord. He's talking to to the people here, and we continue on. The people answer. Verse number 16. The people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. That's interesting. God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. And I know that was in the question or in the statement that Joshua made in verse number 15. But I think... One common mistake that is made in Christianity today is we are well aware of how we can get off track, fixed and focused on something or a way of life. Maybe it's, it's a job. Maybe it's a new car. Maybe it's a lifestyle. We're focused on something and we want it so bad and it actually it takes priority over what is actually important, God. But sometimes I think we, we're so good at this, not me. I've got my priorities in check. We forget. We, we're so focused on not having those false gods, those idols in our life. I, don't want, I know I shouldn't have idols in my life, but a lot of times, it's, it, it's especially, it's not a little gold statue and we'll say it's, it's not even sports or leisure. It's, it's, no, 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 that. But sometimes it's, it comes in the form of self. My way. I will serve you, God, but I'm going to do it on my own terms. I'll, I'll do it when I get around to it, I guess. Or I, I'm faithful now. I go to... Sunday morning, Sunday night, and here I am. It's a Wednesday night. And you, know, you saw me 
at the soul winning training, I'm serving. I'm doing the work. We still got to be careful because this old flesh gets in the way of everything we say and everything we do. You see, as for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. Service. Now, look, as I think it's interesting to note, in verse number 15, the statement that he makes, choose you this day whom you will serve. Who are you going to serve? And the question is, yes, today, and the question will be tomorrow, and the day after that, next week, next month, next year, choose you this day whom ye will serve. Am I willing to serve you, my Savior and Lord, or is it all about me, myself, and I? Verse number, let's back up a little bit. I think it's interesting to note, remember the bridge. The story I told just a moment ago, they kind of went cheap, cut some costs, had some issues as a result. Verse number 11 of chapter 24. Just looking at the Bible here, the Bible says, Joshua chapter 24, verse number 11, if ye went over Jordan, and, rather, and ye went over Jordan, and came into Jericho, and the men of Jericho fought against you, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Girgashites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, and I delivered them into your hand. And I sent the hornet before you, which drave them out from before you, even the two kings of the Amorites. But not with thy sword, nor with thy bow. And I have given you a land for which ye did not labor, and cities which ye built not, and ye dwell in them, of the vineyards and olive yards which ye planted, not do ye eat. Children of Israel, they move right on in. And they've got the Amorites' land. And it's become very simple and very easy for them. Life has almost become a little too easy. Again, America, we have been able to sit back and relax and enjoy life. And that has made this choice that Joshua is speaking of in verse number 15 a little bit more difficult. Choose you this day whom ye will serve. Are you going to serve self? Or are you willing to take the time to serve your Savior? Do what he wants for you. What he asks. And I think it's interesting to see what the children of Israel say and where they go. We read it just a moment ago, verse number 16, and the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. And this is it right here. Remember that experience we're talking about? Remember all the works that God has done? They have something, this is good, they have something they can point to, something they can put their finger on. Verse number 17, for the Lord our God, he it is that brought us up and our fathers out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, in which did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way wherein we went. 
and among all the people through whom we passed. And the Lord drave out from before us all the people, even the Amorites, which dwelt in the land. Therefore will we also serve the Lord, for he is our God. For he is our God. Is he your God? Have you experienced him? Can you point to the works, the mighty works that he's done? What an amazing thing, as I mentioned a moment ago, to be able to be reminded of those answered prayers. What an amazing thing it is to be able to experience God for who and what he is, to be able to read about it in the Bible and then experience it personally. And the children of Israel did. But still, there is a gap. Where's the bridge? What is it? What's going to get the next generation moving right along? Where was the breakdown? What happened? Remember in verse number 31, And Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua. And all the days of the elders that overlived Joshua. Joshua is about to pass on. And can I tell you, we've watched it. And because of how life works, we're going to continue to watch one generation move off the scene. I have had the privilege and honor to experience with my dad being the pastor of Community Baptist Temple, God work in and through him, and I got to watch it firsthand. And that's a blessing. That has been wonderful. And perhaps you, you're sitting here today, and you can point to a similar story. You can point to similar events and how Pastor Mark O'Donnell has been a blessing to you and your family in your life. I think we all could raise our hand and say, give, give some testimony, absolutely. And I'm not, I, I know he doesn't want to hear this right now. He's sitting right here. He doesn't want to hear me saying this kind of stuff. But it's true. In one, but you know what also is true? One day, one day Pastor Mark O'Donnell will not be here anymore. And so if the bridge is Pastor Mark O'Donnell, the next generation, or at least a generation coming behind him is not going to be able to get across that gap. It can't happen. One of the most amazing experiences that I've had, I love it. Not talking spiritually right now. I'm going back to family time. I loved going to my grandparents' house, the O'Donnell side, when dad and his three brothers are all together. All four of them are sitting in the living room, and then you've got the fifth one being Grandpa. And can you imagine that crew in a living room together? It's amazing. It's extremely loud. But that's okay. I like that. And I can, in some ways, in some cases, I can literally quote some of the stories that I know will be mentioned when the five of them get together. And I look forward to hearing it every single time. My dad will get going, and then Uncle Ed, he gets rolling, and he starts giving details, and everyone's feeding off of it. 
And I'm, I've heard this story for like 20 times. I, I love this story, though. It's great. I knew it was coming. There it is. <laughs> All the stories are great. I love sitting down listening to those stories. And I could think back when I was a little boy, and I would listen, or what? not even listen, I would ask to listen to a story before bedtime. I'd want my dad to tell a story. Maybe something that happened to him when he was a boy. Something that happened to him when, when he was my age. And I'd sit there, and we'd all sit there, and we'd listen, listen to a story. I love that. And I always wanted, when I, I can't wait, and I think to myself when I'm listening to these stories, I can't wait till I have my own stories. I want some stories to tell. I want to be able to tell my children about some stories. <laughs> and you know what's going to you know what's going to bridge that gap not just the ability to sit down and listen to someone else's story but when you have the story to tell it has to continue it must carry on and if you live today on somebody else's experience, someone else's story, let me tell you, that bridge is very weak. That bridge is probably cracking right now. It's going to break. The next generation is going to struggle to get through. And if, oh, I pray for America and oh, I pray for Community Baptist Temple. And you know what? I have eyes. I, I, I see. You know what I see? I see, I can look back through history, and I love reading the biographies of, of, of good old guys, great men of God. But it's unfortunate when you see a big, a ministry God's using in a powerful way, and a man kind of goes off the scene passes away, and that ministry dies. Oh, that's sad. That's unfortunate. That's dis disappointing and, and at times even discouraging. But it doesn't have to be that way. Because it's my choice. Verse number 21. Joshua's been speaking. And they say in verse number 21, the people said unto Joshua, Nay, but we... We will serve the Lord. They, are, they have made their choice. We will serve the Lord. Joshua speaks a bit more. And in verse number 24, they say unto Joshua, The Lord our God will we serve, and his voice will we obey. Obedience, service, so very important in this life in which we live. Not just the service alone, but complete, complete obedience. And this is very clear because all you need to do is turn the page. Turn the page in Judges chapter number 2, once again, in verse number 11. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served Balaam. They gave up on their God. They quit on Christ. There wasn't complete obedience. I decided, you know, God, I'm going to serve you. Yes. 
We're moving forward, but I'm going to do it on my own terms. Dad, if that's you tonight, you're tearing down a bridge that's going to get the kids across. I'm just not feeling church today. I had a long week. You're tearing down a bridge. Because just last night you told the kids in devotions that church is so very important. Oh, I don't want to be guilty of tearing down a bridge that gets little Macy to the other side. To be able to personally experience God for who and what he is. What do you think? You think Joshua had a few stories to tell? Yeah. What about old Jonah? You think he had any stories to tell? Yeah. <laughs> what about David? Think he had any stories to tell? Yeah, he did. What about Noah? Hey, guys, we got rain. What's that? Don't know. You think old Noah had any stories to tell? Yeah. What about old Nehemiah? You, oh, Daniel? Daniel? Do you think Daniel had any stories to tell? How about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Any stories to tell? I'm telling you. Try to get them to stand down. Take a step back. No, there was some personal experience. They experienced something special. And that one special was Jesus Christ. You can experience him this evening. Community Baptist Temple must experience God for who and what he is. And we can. We should. With God's help, we will. But that's your choice. Choose you this day whom ye will serve. This day. I'm right here, right now. I know you're comfortable where you're living, Israel, but you choose right now. Right here, right now. Don't no, no time to think about it. Right now, this day, choose whom you will serve. And there are a, there is a group of people tonight, right here, right now. We need to determine, decide. God is what I need. God is what my family needs. Right here, right now. I Choose the Lord. You can experience him. Don't be the one sitting back, always listening, oh, enjoying, no doubt, to all the stories. How about you experience your own? Whew. Nothing better than that. Father, we come to you. We are so thankful for who and what you are. Lord, you are an amazing God. And Lord, when we fail to see prayers answered, that's not your fault. It's our fault. Father, when we fail to experience you in your fullness for who and what you are, it's not your fault. That's our fault. Lord, I pray that we as a church, a church family, Community Baptist Temple, would not sell ourselves short, but truly experience you 
like Joshua experienced you. Lord, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. You are just as powerful today as you were in Joshua's day. Lord, we need you. We need that strength. We need that